1: love first christian center it's time for dr jomo cousins on fresh wind radio
2: but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop you must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly on response to pressure for god loves a person who gives cheerfully and god will generously provide all you need Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others.
1: We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousin. God is doing something
2: As we delve into this word today, part five, part five of the law
0: of harvest.
2: I expect a harvest. We're going to deal with the foundation of uh, harvest facts. And after we do the appetizer, we're going to get into the main course. Amen. So Genesis 822 says this, as long as the earth remains, there will be seed, time, and harvest. Everyone say seed, time, and harvest. Oftentimes, people get frustrated because uh, they sow a seed and they want to harvest immediately. Well, praise God, that's not going to work out too well. It's going to th- We have seed, time, and harvest. Next one is 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Uh, you reap what you sow. It says this. Church, y'all ready to read? All right, let's read together. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly on response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need, then you will Always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Everyone say leftovers. Hey, you need to have more than enough. As we taught from last week, how big is your bucket? You got to get a big bucket. Praise God. And today, on num- the next one is number three. God plays no favorites. God plays no favorites. This is Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, it says this. Peter fairly exploded with his good news. It's God's own truth. Nothing could be plainer. God plays no favorites. It makes no difference who you are or where you're from. If you want God and are ready to do as he says, the door is open. Look at the neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I want my stuff. Come on, look at the neighbor, neighbor. I don't know about you, but I want my stuff. Now, say, Neighbor. If you don't want yours, I'll take it. Amen. Amen. When I thought about this message on part five, I'm expecting a harvest. I, I thought about the author of Ecclesiastes. His name is Solomon, King Solomon. The Bible says he was the wisest man. Uh, he was the richest man also. And with this wisdom, he, he came to some knowledge about some truths. Uh, so when I thought about this, I, I looked at how much Solomon was worth in today's dollars. He'd be worth $2.1 trillion. I said trillion. I said trillion. So I said, well, while I'm looking up today's dollars, let me see what the, the, the men of this age, how wealthy they are. Well, Bill Gates is at uh, $85 and Warren Buffett's at 77, and I total the top 10 richest people in the world. They, they total up to about a, a third of what Solomon was worth. So I figured if I'm going to study harvesting, I might as well starve the brother with the biggest harvest. So as we go through this book of Ecclesiastes chapter 11, I want you to hear me and I want you to hear me well. Amen? All right. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1, it says this, cast your bread on the surface of the waters be diligently active, make thoughtful decisions, for you will find it after many days. Everyone say, Cash your bread. Now it is actually talking about a loaf of bread, saying if you if you share your bread with others, one day when you need some bread, praise God, they'll give you some bread back. But you know your pastor, I went and looked up the urban dictionary for bread. Ah, oh, in the urban dictionary, bread mean cash, mean money. Do you got some bread? Anybody heard that terminology before? You you get, man, you got any bread on you? Praise the Lord! Thing. So. I'll make the Bible relevant. So he's saying, he says, Cash your bread. And uh, 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 God kept told me to ask you this question Where is your bread being spread? I'm going to ask you again. Where is your bread being spread? While I was talking about this, I, 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 I identified where most of us waste our money. Number one, eating out. How many to-go boxes do you have in your refrigerator right now? (laughs) Look at the neighbors. I know we got more than two. Come on. Now, we eat out, and that's fine. But if you really calculate how much it would cost to get you a cheeseburger at your house versus you doing what you do. Now, I understand, I'm not mad at you. I'm just trying to tell you where your money is going. This one was kill me number two, wasted food. Oh, Jesus how much bad food is in your refrigerator? You said you have a new plan. So you buy groceries for the new plan. You don't start the new plan. Groceries go bad. Bread. No, no. It ha- I, I went in my refrigerator today. We have, We had about tomatoes. because I, I, I ate a lot of salad. Okay? So if you eat a lot of salad, if you stop eating salad, guess what's happening to the salad? It go bad. We're not going to talk about number three because I know that's not for communion. Because, because, see, i look, look, I haven't been saved all my life. I've been in a club before. Now, I'm going to leave this alone. No, I'm going to say it right now. You you know who I am. Why, why, why do ladies get free? That's why, I've I've always had that question. Why do they always, we, we got the cover. We got the pity cover. Ladies, free till 10 o'clock. Don't y'all see that's a trap? Anything free is not free. I'm going to leave that alone. But I'll see them charge for one drink, which you could have bought the whole case for. And you and your happy-go-lucky self, I got it. I got yours too. Then you come to church, tomorrow. me, I don't know if I got it. You had it last night, boy. You were letting it rain. You had it. You had no problem letting it fly. You come to church, all of a sudden, you got a misunderstanding like you can't count. The same $20 you put on a drink last night, the same $20. Did I? It's amazing how your math don't work. Grocery items. Next, next, next slide, next slide. I just want to help you, man. Hobbies and activities, streaming services. Oh, I know that. I, got, I don't know how many we have. We got Hulu's and Netflix, and we got all of them. Credit card interest, c- cars, cell phones, where money just, huh, okay, leave it alone. Look at this. You know, I, I love y'all. I'm going to give y'all how y'all waste y'all money by generations. Come on, let's go. Oh, I'm a good pastor. Mm-hmm. Baby boomers, 52% of your money goes eating out. Y'all tired. I don't want to cook nothing. Let's go eat. <laughs> you see, the alcohol's low on, on level. When they go to the young young kids, the alcohol gonna be high. Next one, next one, next one. Ooh, Generation X can't cook. Can't cook. You see the man can't cook. Eating out 62 percent of the time. Wonder why you ain't got no money. You better learn how to cook. Mm, look at that. The top three are all food. And look at the bottom one. Cigarettes. Pray for you. All right, next one, next one, next one. Let's see that. Look at that. Millennials. 72% eat out. <sighs> Wonder why you broke. I'm going to leave that alone. Say lie. Think about it. I, I gotta make sure I give you good teaching. No, verse 2, verse 2, verse 2. Give a portion to seven and even divide it to eight, for you do not know what misfortune may occur on the earth. Diversify. Another way to say it says, Don't put all your eggs in what? One basket. Because, see, when you have multiple streams, you have surety. Amen. I love you, but I still make money on the side. Because y'all might not always like me. And I gotta pay my bills. So I make sure I'm always working on other aspects. Amen. And you should have multiple what? Streams. You're listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins.
1: Dr. Cousins will be back in just a moment with more fresh perspective from God's never-changing word. And now, let's get back to the word.
2: Man, and you should have multiple what? Streams, different ways to cover yourself. Retirement is going to come, whether you want it to come or not. Oh, boy, if the clouds are full Of rain, they empty themselves on the earth. And if a tree falls towards the south or towards the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it lies. It is speaking that you cannot stop the rain from falling on you if it is time. Verse four: He who watches the wind, waiting for all the conditions to be perfect, will not sow seed, and he who looks at the clouds will not reap a harvest. Waiting for perfect conditions will mean inactivity. Indecision is a decision. I'm going to say it again. Indecision is a decision. There's people t- they come to church and say, I'm waiting for the perfect church to join. I'm waiting for the perfect ministry to serve. I'm waiting for the perfect. No, no, no. Listen, if there was a perfect church, you couldn't go. Because you got issues, boo. We all got issues. So there is no perfect church. The perfect church is in heaven. While we're here, we are dealing with problem people who got issues. And guess what? If this is not your church, it's all good. You can go to another church and find out there's another issue there. Because guess what? As long as you have people, you have issues. Because, see, we all got. Look at them and say, what's your shoe? I know you got some shoes. What's your shoe? I know. I, hey, hey, praise God. Oftentimes we say this, uh, I'm waiting to start my business. Let me help you. There is no perfect time to start your business. I'm I'm, going to serve God when I get right. Let me help you. It's not going to work that way. (laughs) You better come just the way you are and let God start working on you. You will never come to God perfect because we all have issues. We're born in a sin. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned. And all have fallen short of glory. So if you're waiting for the perfect condition to do something, it's never going to (laughs) happen. I had a brother tell me, well, pastor, when I hit the lotto, I'm going to start giving. That devil is a lie. lie. The Bible says if you can't give now, you're not going to give then. Stop lying to yourself. Amen. Praise the Lord. Listen, you you have to discipline yourself right where you are. Because there will never be a perfect time. A perfect church, oh let me dig, let me get it all up in y'all stuff. There's not a perfect husband, and there's not a perfect wife. They will put on the front, look cute, smell good, and got good teeth and good credit. And when you when you marry them, they go for cocoa pops. You 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 think you had it all together, you think you checked off all the boxes, you think everything was right. Do I have a witness? Give me a wave offering. You know that's true. They don't tell you everything. You th- you thought they had everything together. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, glory. Okay, since I'm already there, let me deal with you. Let me deal with you. I'm here now. Some of you have been living with people for about 10 years. Let me go ahead and take my jacket off. Let me get all up in your stuff. Talking about I'm waiting for them to get right. Let let me save you. Let me save you. Let me bring it back. My wife and I were not perfect. Amen? Uh, We didn't wait for some things. But we came to God and we're committed to the process, and now we're receiving the promise. So it doesn't matter how you got in. As long as you understand there's two problem people needing a savior. And if you allow God to get a hold of the situation, He can turn anything around. Because the Bible says, We're two touch and agree, God goes to work. But let me help some of y'all single folk. Yo, your, your list so long of what you're looking for. And your list is longer than what you're willing to give up. I'm gonna say that one more time. Your list for what you want is longer than what you're willing to give up. I'm gonna say that one more time. See, no, because you know, you, 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 want, you want this and you want that and you want this and you want that and you want this. And I said, what do you bring to the table? Me. You we'll have to bring a little bit more than that. <laughs> Me, a paycheck, a 401k, credit. What you? What? You... <laughs> so, oftentimes, we never get connected because we're waiting for perfection, and perfection doesn't exist. So, therefore, you will never reap because you are always waiting for the perfect situation. Guess what? Some cars got a little dent in them, but you could take it to cosmetics and hook that thing up to God be the glory. Some people need a little extra work on them, but if you work on it. But oftentimes we're looking, perfection don't exist. This is 20 years of tutelage, me, and I'm still ain't right. But 20 years, no, no. We get frustrated in our relationships because you've been with them two years and you want to act right. Two years means he's a toddler. (laughs) He pee on himself. He trip over himself. No, no, no. If you get the, if we've been together for two years, I'm a toddler. So what do toddlers do? Stupid stuff. So your expectation is so high that people fall so short. And then you quit. And you start all over again. And you find out the next one crazy. Then you start getting the next one crazy. There's a research study that says you don't get better, you get worse. Whew, look at your neighbor and say, I don't know who he's talking to. I don't know who he's talking to, but he might be talking to somebody close to me. hmm Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ooh, y'all liking that. Listen to me, listen to me. A good plan, a good plan executed violently today is far better than a perfect plan tomorrow. I'm going to say it again. A good plan violently executed today is far better than a perfect plan tomorrow. Why? Because you don't know if you're going to see tomorrow. So while you have the day, go get it. Go get Go achieve what God has for you today. Because oftentimes we sit paralyzed waiting for perfect conditions. They don't exist. I got a text last yesterday. I was in my daughter's treatment with her, and a person says, uh, Pastor, are we, is the fall festival still happening? I said, it's on. They say, "What's well, it's a little bit of rain. It's on. It's on. See, we can't allow the conditions to dictate our choices. Yeah. We're going to make it do. Oh, God. Verse 5 says, just as you do not know the way and the path of the wind or how the bones are formed in the womb of a pregnant woman, even so, you do not know the activity, God, who makes all things. What's he saying? This seed time harvest makes absolutely no sense. When you, when you see a woman have a baby on the inside of her, and then a baby come out of her, if you don't believe there's a God, I mean, that whole process. I've seen it three times, and every time i like, Jesus, there's got to be a God. So oftentimes we will never understand how God does it. But there's some things above your pay grade. There's some things you'll never understand. You have to say, Lord, I trust you. Verse six, sow your seed in the morning and do not be idle with your hands in the evening. For you do not know whether the morning or the evening planting will succeed, whether this or that or whether both alike will be good. I got a question for you. If you could harvest every day, would you take it? Okay, let me say it another way. If you can get paid every day of the week, raise your hand if you say, I receive. Okay, amen. So if I can get paid every day, which would be my ideal situation, if I want to harvest every day, What must I do every day? Because he's saying, you don't know which one's going to come through. So, Pastor, give me an example of sowing. Sowing is this. Uh, I love you. Guess what I just did? I sowed a seed. Hey, babe, I appreciate that. You know what? I want to say thank you. I love you. Son, you're the best. Thank you. I appreciate you. Here, here's some money. Here's lunch. Today, I sow seed, gift cards. What are you saying, pastor? I want to harvest every day. So for me to harvest every day, I got to what every day? Now, I didn't just, notice, I didn't just say money. Words, time, treasure. I'm going to sow because, see, guess what? I want to harvest every day. The only way for me to harvest every day is to sow every day. When God prompts you to give, what do you mean prompt? God will, it's a pressure on the inside that manifests on the outside. You feel like he told you to do something, but you're not quite sure what he told you. Like like last week when God says to go help the lady at Chick-fil-A, okay? Then I said, oh, I don't want to do it, but God told me to do it. And now I'm seeing the manifestation of doing. Every now and then God will say, buy them lunch, help them, open a door, and you wrestle with it. But here's what I want you to understand. God will have you in a season called now. And he will say, buy them lunch. And you will question, I don't want to be nasty, Lord. I don't want to buy them nothing. Let them die, let them die, let them die. And, and you wrestle with yourself. But see, what you don't see is God is in your future. And God knows there's going to be a one day where you don't have money. And you need a meal.